0: Welcome to episode one with Michael and Eric, the podcast where we watch the first episode of a streaming exclusive show and talk about it. I'm Michael. And I'm Eric. And this week we watched The Mole. On Netflix. On Netflix.
1: Netflix. We do commercials now. (laughs) I... Hate... (laughs) I think we're going to have another conversation about the difference between reality shows that I love and reality shows that I hate. I don't know why I didn't like this, but I think it has to do with a lot of the people on it thinking that they were better actors than they were.
0: I liked it. I wanted to watch the second one uh, just because of the cliffhanger. I watched the first five minutes of the second one. Oh, okay. Well, we've set that precedent before. Yeah. I remember when I watched the first six of Ted Lasso before we recorded. Yeah, and I'm still (laughs) mad about that. (laughs) You want to tell everybody what this is about? This is a reboot of
1: an old reality show, I think, in the early aughts, where there's 10 people, all pretty standard reality competition fair, sort of like Survivor. But one of them is a mole and is actively trying to sabotage them for their own chance. I, I guess I don't know what the mole gets if they yeah. win. I, I I don't know. But it's, it's yeah, I mean, it's Survivor, but with a mole, basically. I did have the idea pretty early on, though, about a much better show, which would be a show where everybody's the mole except for one person, but they all think they're the only mole.
0: <laughs> Maybe that's the twist of this one.
1: It would be a great twist. And in fairness... There are a lot of people that are very bad actors on this show that were all doing like sly like little nods to the to the screen. It wouldn't surprise me if every last one of them was told that they were the mole.
0: <laughs> have you watched The Mole previously? No, I remember
1: seeing clips of it here and there. It must have been the early or later in the aughts because I seem to recall watching it on The Soup.
0: That would make sense. Who was your favorite host of Talk Soup and The Soup? The only version of The Soup that I watched with any regularity was the Joel McHale one. So, clearly Joel McHale. Oh. Mine was John Henson. Okay. John Henson was fucking funny on Talk Soup. He had me rolling all day after school. (laughs) Did that sound bad? It, it, It just...
1: It's all very on brand, I guess is all I'm saying. Both the John Henson pick and also the unironic use of lolling and then <laughs> the innocence of after school. It's just all very on brand. Is, that's all.
0: <laughs> all right. Anyway, John Skunk Boy, if you're listening. He's not. He could be. He's I'll, probably I'll, not doing anything else. I'll, I'll add him
1: uh, in our Twitter post. I won't because I'm going to forget.
0: All right.
1: Present day Eric thinks I will.
0: All right. I wonder if he has a podcast.
1: If you find out that he does have a podcast, don't say it on air. That's free advertising. He does. Is it a show where he watches the first episode of a streaming exclusive series?
0: Not that I can find. It's called Tennessee Holler.
1: Well, see... Free advertising. I'll, I'll edit it out. Okay, you edit that out. I'll I'll uh at him and see if he wants to do like a cross promotion.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oh, okay. So, have you been thinking about how you would play this if you were and weren't the mole? Not even a little, no. Oh, here's what you do if you're not the mole. Just play cool. Just like act normal. Maybe do a sabotage every once in a while Just so the mole knows uh, If you are the mole Here's what you I'm have.
1: willing to team up no, 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 You're sabotaging so that the mole knows That you're willing to team up with the mole Is that why?
0: No, just so you know They know Okay uh,
1: I, let, I'll poke holes in
0: that plan After you tell me how you would act as the mole Go okay. on So If you are the mole What's One thing the mole wouldn't do, tell everybody that they're the mole. So what you do, tell everybody you're the mole. No sabotages.
1: So, I wonder, the one thing I wonder, (laughs) the thing I wonder about this show is at the tail end of it, they are all given a quiz. Did I miss it or did they not show us the quiz?
0: They showed us parts of the quiz. It was just like, what do you suspect about the mole? Do you think the mole is married? Yes or no? How many, gotcha. how many okay. children? Yeah. I clearly
1: had stopped paying attention at that point in time.
0: And whoever did the worst on uh, about the mole got sent home. Okay.
1: So n- never mind that pokes holes in my what if, which is what if the mole fucks up that quiz. But if the, if the quiz is about their own life.
0: Yeah, also, like, just not going to send the mole home.
1: I get it. But then, wh- okay, so what if they do something really stupid and everybody figures out, like, oh, it's it's that fucking guy. He's the mole. Or she's the mole. That's, that's the nothing whole premise changes. of this show. No, I get it, but, like, nothing changes. Yeah. That's why I think it's a much better show if everybody's the mole except for one person. But none of them know that there are more than one mole.
0: I thought it would be funny... If they forgot to tell one of them that they were the mole, and so like halfway through, they were like the producers are like, "Oh shit, we didn't tell so and so they're supposed to be the mole." I think, and then they tell everybody that they're the mole.
1: <laughs> By the way, this guy was supposed to be the mole all the time. We fucked up. Just pretend, no, no, like, no. just pretend he's been retroactively fucking up.
0: No, your thing. They tell every every person that they're the mole. Midway, midstream. yeah.
1: There's so many better iterations of this than the one that they did. Yeah. I think it's an interesting concept. I just think it falls flat for the reason I discussed, which is if somebody's bad at this I don't know, it's reality TV, it's all fucking scripted, nobody gives a shit.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, uh they take that test and then they all have a device in front of them, and then they press their name on the device and it lights up either red or green. Red means you're going home. You're going home green means you're not going home. Uh, and they're only sending one person home and they have everybody pick up their phone one by one and then hit their name to see the color of their phone. It's going to be the last person. Like if you're the first person, you're going to pick up the phone and hit hit it and it's going to turn red and they're going to be like, "Okay, now next person see and every other person's just going to be green." So this episode cuts off with
1: 3 people left. Yeah. I can already tell you
0: that it doesn't work that way. Okay. It wasn't the last person. All right. Well, I'll find out cuz I'm watching the second episode. All right. Enjoy. Who do you think's them all? I don't I don't know any of their names.
1: I got them written down. That's good. I I'll be honest, I don't know. The my prime suspect right now just because of how poorly she did was that pilot.
0: Okay. I want to get into this. She's not she's on my list, but why does everybody think her being a pilot means that she can read a map? I don't I'm a hundred percent sure the coordinates, she just plugs them into the airplane. If even that, if she doesn't like walk into the air cockpit and the coordinates are already in the airplane for her. She really just has to point it in the direction that the airplane tells her, right? Your step I, stepdad? Yeah, yeah,
1: I don't think my stepdad listened to this podcast. I'd be absolutely shocked if he did. But if he does, I need him to let me know. I he's he's a good navigator, but I don't think that has anything like to do with him being a pilot. I, I don't. I, I agree with your assessment. I think that there's enough autopiloting going on that. You don't necessarily have to be good at reading maps. Number one. Number two. Even if you do have to be good at reading maps, I guarantee you those sky maps are completely different than land maps. Where, I guarantee that sky she, map is just blue.
0: She's she, she's like down there trying to find it. And There's she no keeps clouds like, on this map. <laughs> she keeps factoring in the curvature of the earth. They're like, what are you doing? she's like no you've got to
1: factor it in yeah no it's it's faster if you factor in the curvature of the earth it's
0: it's more of a straight line it seems like you should it seems like we should walk straight this way but trust me because the earth curves we should have had this direction and then they're like how come airplanes never go over antarctica right so (laughs) where's where's the curve
1: So the the challenge that they had this time, once they all got to their staging place, which was this plane, was they had three different relics or whatever they had to grab. uh, From different spots, one was uh, up in a tree, one was underwater and one was buried underground. Underwater team and they were all given a hint in like a red envelope that if they opened, they lost half the money that they would have gotten if they had kept if they had found the the relic for lack of a better word the team that had to climb a tree got it done pretty easily like they found it it seemed like they found it relatively easily the team that went to get the one that was underwater struggled mightily i thought for sure especially when they started showing that shot of like There was a head on camera of you can we can clearly see as the audience the the suitcase that has this relic in it or whatever and them off in the distance and going like, I have no clue where this fucking thing is, man. Um, I was certain they were not going to find it. And I was just laughing the whole way. But we get to see in like overhead maps where these people are in relation to where their relic is supposed to be. Um, And the team that had to find it underground a came nowhere close. And B, didn't even, they didn't even open up their bag. Like, what the fuck?
0: And, yeah. And C, during the thing, I don't know if you caught this, one of them suggested it could be underwater. I didn't catch that. <laughs> I didn't catch that. Jesus. Me, it it was a,
1: uh, Osei or Osai or whatever his name was. No,
0: it wasn't. But uh, yeah, oh, because fuck. they were nearing the water. And I was like, oh, maybe it's like buried, but like it's underwater. <laughs> And that's funny.
1: Because there was an underwater one. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> they
1: already said it. <laughs> the reason I think most strongly that it's the pilot. It's, this is, this is what I think is dumb about this exercise or rather I'll get to what I think is dumb about this exercise. I think it's the pilot right now, because when we saw the overhead view of where they ended up, there was a clear, like they were headed on the right path to get to the place. And then just a clear bend off to the left. Where they just completely went off course and never bothered finding it. To me, that seems deliberate. However, what could throw a wrench into my assessment of her being the the mole is what got thrown into the the wrench that got thrown into the gears at the tail end of this, which is we find out that occasionally people will find secret missions that they've got to undertake without anybody knowing, which will boost the money that the team wins,
0: but makes them look like the, but mole. makes
1: them look suspicious as fuck. What I think would have been, again, more interesting is if they had saved that reveal, that this was all a secret mission, until after the the mole thing. After after we send somebody home. Oh, yeah. Fuck, no, that doesn't make any sense. Like, none of this makes any sense. Like, right. Everything about this is just a little off and a little goofy. None of it works the way I think it should in any capacity.
0: I agree. Uh, I think that it's Casey.
1: Which one was Casey?
0: The COVID nurse. Which, do you think in March 2020, when COVID became a thing, she was like, finally something for me to do.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think she just sat around (laughs) hoping for another SARS case so that she could keep being a COVID nurse and just nothing was coming up. I think it's a little goofy to call yourself a COVID nurse.
0: I, I agree. I, I don't want to disparage all of the things that. Fuck no. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I
1: think being a nurse is a, a difficult ass and noble ass profession for sure. I think calling yourself a COVID nurse is reductive. <laughs> yeah. While also being self-aggrandizing like I was a nurse during COVID. You could have said you're a nurse. I would have gathered that it was during COVID and thought, fuck yeah, go you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or it just conjures images of of them in 2018, calling themselves a COVID nurse, but not having anything to do. <laughs> okay, let's see here. Oh, here's something. Uh-huh. <laughs> here we here's something. Okay, here is something. People, as a society, can we stop doing? That's exactly what Blank would say. They did this to them. Somebody was like, are you the mole? And the person was like, no, I'm not the mole. And then they're like, that's what the mole would say. You know what? That's also what somebody who's not the mole would say. That achieves nothing. (laughs) Like, if you asked me if I were the mole, I'd say no, because I'm not also.
1: But, Michael, I have a very important question for you. Yeah. Are you the mole, though? No. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Yep. Yeah, <laughs> right. In any instance, in any instance, I hear somebody go, "That's exactly what blank would say." My like thought is like, "That's also exactly what not blank would say too, though." Like, I think
1: you're petitioning to the wrong crowd because I don't think we have any Hollywood producers or writers that listen to this podcast, and that to me is one of those weird phrases or colloquialisms that no nobody actually uses in real life. I, I cannot think of a time that somebody didn't use that super ironically referencing something else or in a show where they were playing it straight. Yeah. Why did Greg bring a triangle? I don't know. Because he's a fucking weirdo. He was the biggest weirdo on this show and it made me so mad he said something else he's the guy that his job was that he's a focus group moderator right i think so he says at some point during the show as soon as i see the mole i'll feel it in my gut and i'll just know right away yeah you've seen everyone my dude <laughs> who's the mole it's him oh you know why
0: no mirrors no mirrors? Yeah, he hasn't seen himself yet. <laughs> <laughs> so they have to go and gather all the stuff, and they have to put it in the airplane, and then uh, they have to make sure that it's still there in the morning, right? Why didn't they set up watches? Because I think everyone
1: forgot. I I heard when she said, you guys have to not only get it there, but make sure that it stayed, like that it's there overnight. I think they all forgot. Genuinely because there was no mention of the fact that they needed to make sure it was there overnight they all thought their job was done which was dropping this shit off either that or this show is heavily scripted and none of this fucking
0: matters that could be too or maybe they're all the mole except for one who who do you think isn't the mole the host <laughs> One of my first notes is that the host is the mole. I think that the host not being the mole
1: and her not finding that out until the the end is is what the real mole is. (laughs) You think that the
0: big twist is in the last episode, they're going to turn to Alex Wagner and say, by the way... You're not the mole. And she's going to go, what? No,
1: I, th- I don't think they'll say she's not the mole. I think they will say, uh, you know, Joe, whatever your name is, you're the mole. And he'll be like, yeah, I mean, I know. And then somebody else will say, Michael, you're the mole. And that's when she'll be like, wait a minute. <laughs>
0: and then one by one, they all just step forward like uh, Spartacus. Yeah, I
1: am the mole my favorite part of this whole of this whole episode was when they were all sitting down around the campfire you know before the money had gotten stolen or whatever and they were one of them was like we should play a game and number one it was very fucking funny that the game was I'm just gonna ask everyone questions (laughs) that's not a fucking game dude that's conversation but then number two the first question they show is what's your biggest fear and that guy just says owls (laughs) Like, he made a, he made a very convincing case about why owls are fucking terrifying. <laughs> but I, I I don't remember when it was that I heard this, uh, you know, read this article talking about, you know, some owls can come along and try and pick up smaller dogs. But anytime I'm taking my smallish dog outside at night, I do keep an eye on the trees and prepare myself mentally for having to punch an owl. <laughs>
0: I'm not joking. This is very real. We've got a vulture in the neighborhood. Oh, shit. Yeah. um, There was some roadkill just across 35th there. And the vulture is just like in the middle of the road, just like I drove by, drove by and it just like hopped over to the curb, waited for me to go by and then just hopped back. And I saw it a few days later and I've seen it flying around. Ignacio is its name. Um, you should have hit it with your car and then made it the
1: roadkill circle of life. <laughs> you know how often circles of life involve hitting things with cars. Yeah. <laughs> this show's taking place in an Australian rainforest. Yes. They're all playing pretty fast and loose with the fucking spiders and shit that they find down there. Australia as a whole, its fauna and possibly some of its flora are actively out to kill you most of the time. I feel like Australia was a weird choice to, to do this show.
0: I also thought it was weird that there was just a mansion in the middle of the rainforest. Yeah. That was obviously already there. Like, somebody built a mansion out in the middle of the rainforest. Dude. The mansion's the mole. <laughs> oh, Dude. oh my favorite part of the episode since you got to do yours i'll do mine sure they have the team that has to get the high thing and then they have to get the team that has to get the low thing and they have to get the thing that's in the water and so osai goes team high team low team h2o and then they all go oh nice i was like that yeah nice job osai and then it cuts to him doing his talking head doing the lamest the lamest freestyle that I have like I could have freestyled better than this guy was doing I won't but it was it was a lame freestyle Are you sure you won't? <laughs>
1: um yeah, I don't know if it was him or somebody else that was trying to psychoanalyze uh all the different people that volunteered for different teams when they were like the people that go into the water oh god i wrote it all down team water is the team that wants to look like team players but team team low they want to hide in the dirt like a mole (laughs) yeah i don't honestly the more we watch these reality shows i don't even blame the people that are doing the talking I don't think that they're actually stupid. I just think that this format makes people look stupid.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, Except for the ones where it's just all awful people. You can't edit that. They're just awful. These folks, they don't look awful. They just look stupid. So I think you're right. They edit out all the smart moments. Oh, for sure. And also, not just that, I think you're probably
1: being told to sit in a confessional or whatever, you know, whatever they want to call those for hours at a time, just providing commentary and shit. I just think eventually you run out of shit to say, but they're like, no, 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 you need to keep saying stuff. Keep going. I mean, this podcast is perfect evidence that the more you talk, the more stupid shit you say.
0: (laughs) Um, And I noticed, like, this is a show about them constantly messing up, which most... Which most uh reality shows aren't so focused. Like I, I don't think I've seen any Survivor or Amazing Race, but that's all. Like you're not just watching every team just fuck up all the whole episode.
1: What little I and in fairness, it's what little I've seen. So whatever. But I, I think there's a reason this show got made, which is that that sort of thing happens enough in these shows that it would be easy to slip somebody in that's that's a mole we still don't know and i would have been interested in knowing what the mole gets out of this like what's their goal basically besides sabotaging things like do they get money if they manage to make it they're gonna make it through to the end because they're not gonna get sent home
0: maybe maybe it's the type of thing where there's a set amount of money that the group can win and anything that the mole prevents them from winning comes to them but how do the other people even? So
1: I guess this is what I was alluding to before. If the uh, even if the other people acknowledge, okay, Michael is the fucking mole, how do they prevent him or her from sabotaging things? At that point in time, they can just openly sabotage shit, like just tackle somebody to the ground that's trying to climb up a tree or whatever.
0: They can't like confirm like if they like if I were the mole and they're like, okay, we figured out that Michael is the mole, I just keep denying it. I but why? Because eventually they're going to be like, wait a minute, maybe this other person's the mole. I get it, but that still then speaks to is the goal
1: for the mole to make it through and also never get found. Like, I I just don't. This premise sounds good on paper, but it quickly falls apart the second I think about it, which is why everybody needs to be the mole.
0: Where do you think that the producers of this uh, drafted in back to reality? I've been thinking about this for almost five minutes.
1: And I think that they picked first in the draft, but I think they picked poorly. I think they picked this because they thought this is a proven commodity. The mole was a thing. It
0: worked.
1: I I don't think this works. But you're going to keep watching, so maybe it does work.
0: Uh, I'm going to probably at least watch the second episode you could watch 5 minutes in and figure out who they sent home or you could not do that and I could just tell you who they sent home. No, I'm going to watch it. Okay. You got any other notes for the mole?
1: I don't think so. I did really enjoy I don't remember the dude's the two dudes' names, but I did really enjoy the bromance that was budding between them.
0: Oh yeah, William and uh it wasn't Osai. It definitely wasn't Osai. Dom, William yes, and Dom. Yes, Dom. Dude wanted to call himself Dom Cruz, which pretty good. <laughs> All right, um, other streaming stuff. Last night, after we played Dungeons & Dragons, I took some edibles, and then I watched the Shang Wing stand-up special. Uh-huh. I, have you watched it? Mm-hmm. I was laughing pretty hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, I rewatched season one of Girls 5 Eva, and then watched season two of Girls 5 Eva. Season two is just as funny as season one. The soundtrack isn't as good as the season one soundtrack, though. So. Is it just as funny? Yeah. Because that's kind of why I fell off, is that there, it,
1: it fell into the same trap that most Tina Fey-produced shows that I've watched fall into, which is that they double down on the weird and wacky and not always in the most funny ways.
0: Um, Renee Lees Golds- Goldsberry saves the show. Yeah. <laughs> Because she's very talented and she's just very hilarious. I think that this is the best thing she's ever been in. And that this is the role that's going to define her career. Not even (laughs) She-Hulk? She's She-Hulk. Yeah, Yeah, she was in an episode. I think the latest one I watched was episode four. And she was in that one. (laughs) That's funny. But yeah, she's... uh, Especially in season two... They do do what you're saying, like, just, like, make her even wackier, and she, she's just so game for <laughs> for anything they throw at her. It's really good.
1: Um, that does lead me to the bad news that I don't think we discussed on the show, which is that Saved by the Bell got canceled. Yeah, that's a shame, because that show is really funny, and I gotta rewatch it, and it makes me worried I'm checking to see if Girls Five if anything happened to that as far as season three goes. Yeah, it hasn't they haven't said anything about it yet.
0: Oh. Other streaming news. We tried twice to record. Well, we two weeks in a row we were gonna record for the premise. Yeah, we couldn't record one week and then the next week we did record, but it didn't record. Yep. Which means that that show is cursed, which is fitting because that show is awful. Don't watch it. Don't watch the premise. Don't watch the premise. Yeah. We had some good jokes, I seem to remember, when we were recording. I had some good jokes. Okay. That's that's (laughs) entirely fair. That you think you had good
1: jokes. (laughs) Oh, want to wrap it up? Thanks for listening to the episode one podcast with Michael and Eric. You can check out our website, it's episode1podcast.com, that's spelled out O-N-E, or follow us on Twitter, that's at, uh, at podcast episode one and that's the number one. If you like the show, leave a rating review. If you didn't like the show, fuck why, off. Why are you even still listening at this point? Yeah. Are you, Is it possible that maybe you do really like this show, but you feel guilty about it? You shouldn't. We're awesome.
0: Yeah. The podcast isn't great, but we're nice. But we're nice. Yeah. We're nice
1: people. Don't yeah.
0: be a dick. Come
1: on. Uh, Also, big thanks to BuzzD. Theme song. All that. See you next week.